All right. We're here with another edition of the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. Of course, I'm Kyle Bird, and with me is my co-host, Matt. Matt Say, yes, yeah. Oh, hey. you beat, you, I beat you we to We did it. it right this time, kind of. Did we? Is that how we're supposed to do it? I don't know. We suck at intros. We're great. Uh, yes. So, um, <laughs> we're joined by a special guest, and that is... Mr. Chris Olio, who has been a friend of ours for a long time now. I've known Chris for a few years, and um, I think anyone that's been around G-Fest has probably seen him running the dealer's table. He produced the two concerts a few years back. Uh, He's done some panels. Um, If not, uh, well, just be wowed by his presence here. (laughs) Chris, uh, welcome to the show. We are delighted to have you. This this was kind of just a scheduling thing because we were recording a different episode with you today, and we have a movie review to do, and it's a movie you just saw, and we figured, you know what, why not invite you on uh, to do the review with us, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show again, and uh, thank you guys for having me. You guys are far too kind, and again, I'm, I'm very excited to discuss this film with you guys. Um, so that movie is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uh, in preparation for this, we just did an episode about the, uh, series leading up to this point. Um, and this is, I guess, the sequel episode picking up with, I guess, the fifth entry in the Jurassic series. Um, now... Uh, we'll get into the movie itself, but, uh, Chris, really quick, just to, to catch us up, because you weren't with us last time, where are you on the previous four movies? Like, I mean, if you could say a few sentences on each one. Sure. Um, I am a big fan of the original trilogy, um, even, and, and even Jurassic Park 3. I know it doesn't age well, but I have a, a sentimental, uh, spot for it, uh, you can say, but, uh, Jurassic Park for me is a milestone in so many levels as a film. It is, it inspired me uh, It inspired so many of us. I mean, we grew, we, we were that generation that, you know, we watched this film when it first came out and were blown away by it. And, you know, again, buying the toys and just, it, it was, it was such an, they were, these were event movies and they were epic in scale. Um, I love the series. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm partial to the original ones. Um, this new one, I, I think I enjoyed far better than Jurassic World, but you know, I, I know we'll, we'll quite get into that. But I, I mean, Jurassic Park is one of my favorite films. Yeah. So no, well, we said on the last episode that first movie for people our age, you know, late twenties, early thirties, did for us when we were, you know, eight, nine years old, what Star Wars did for kids that age back in in the seventies, like. It was a not just a technological marvel, but it was really just you know you. It was like, hey, you want to see something that's going to legitimately blow your mind, and that was mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, and I, I think the Spielberg touch on the first few films, even you know, again, despite the fact that he didn't direct three, there's still that tonal. Sh- I feel like he was a little more like tonally involved, but you know, again, again, it's a new generation of filmmakers bringing this story to life. And again, I'm, I'm happy they're making Jurassic Park mm-hmm. films. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I think seeing dinosaurs on the big screen is always, always a pleasure. And, uh, 
Um, what do you like more, Lost World or Jurassic Park Three? I like Lost World more. Okay. Um, You're sensible, but I don't. Good. Right, that is don't, the only correct answer. <laughs> I don't hate Jurassic Park Three, but Lost World gets some weird flack. And I mean, I get that it's a little slow at times, but. I love the film. I think it's great. Yeah, uh, I think, we, really I think we did a good see. job of kind of breaking it down on the last episode. With it, with The Lost World, I think it's got some weird pacing in the beginning, and then, um, you know, it, it doesn't quite have the 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 spark, you know, that the first one had. Um, so what what was what was your beef with the uh, Jurassic World? I mean, if you're okay with Jurassic Park three, you're okay with a lot of things. <laughs> you know, for me, the Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, rather, it just felt at times very safe and popcorny. Mm-hmm. It just it was it was it felt hit, hit an itch. It hit all the basics on what a popcorn movie should be. And that's the only thing that I kind of, my big criticism on these new films is the lack of meat there, pardon the term. But like, there's not a lot to really digest. There should be something of a more, you know, substance that I think is missing that's in the first three films. Um, you know, you get a little bit of the, oh, the ethical question of cloning and stuff like that. But it's it's really absent. It's really taken a backseat in these new films, and they're just straight action adventure movies. And I think that does a disservice because I think the point of the original films is that. And, and again, I think the touch of Michael Crichton is is also uh, kind of missing. Yeah. Uh, well, especially. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think of the, I mean, you feel that. I I think you feel that right away in the third one, and then Jurassic World. Well, both of these movies. We'll get into it, but Jurassic World. All its best ideas are kind of dropped. You know, Jurassic World, the best idea was, like, kind of making a meta-commentary about commercialism and and things like that. But that's dropped in the first half hour for, you know, more of the same. I agree. I agree. And, I mean, again, I enjoyed Jurassic World. Um, I think the ending was a great, great fight between the dinosaurs. It was was a lot of fun. But yeah. it's left me a little cold because I, I hold Jurassic Park, the franchise, uh, in a very personal spot for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it holds a very dear place in my heart. And I just I didn't get that after the first film and I didn't get it at, at, from this film either. Well, I like this film much more than its predecessor. Yeah. OK, well, yeah, no, we'll we'll dive into that. Um uh, just because, you know, we just did a whole episode on the f- first four. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, really, I mean, I re- just rewatched them, and the first one is really, like, head and tails. Like, I almost think it, like, shouldn't be part of the equation. It's like talking about the Jaws series. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone's going to, the first one is just in a class of its own, and then there's everything else. Mm-hmm. Um so, okay, so getting into Fallen Kingdom, this director, uh, what's this guy's name? J.A. Boyana? Yeah, I think Yeah, yeah. An inspired choice for a director, you know, he's mostly known as, um, you know, he made uh, uh, some horror films, um, The Orphanage, which was produced by Guillermo del Toro, and then... Uh, Chris, you were talking before we started recording about A Monster Calls, which I still yeah. haven't... Scene. I would recommend it. I, I watched it a few weeks ago. I had, 
I'd wanted to see it in theaters because the, the concept really struck a chord with me and it was really, I thought really fascinating for a film. I know it was, I didn't read the book. Um, and I, I, it came and went from theaters. I wound up just saying, you know, what, I'll buy the Blu-ray and it kind of just sat on my shelf and I was like, yeah, let me, let me watch it when I, and, and I, I think it was an incredibly well-made film. And I mean, not being familiar with his work, not seeing the orphanage, I was like, wow, this guy's really got some good directing chops. Um, his it was it was a slower film, but it had to be. But it was I mean obviously it was inc- it was an incredibly sad movie. I mean uh, if you're going to watch that movie, bring the tissues. It's a tearjerker. But um, it's a be- beautifully made movie. And again, his treating of of a creature was was good. So I was like, you know what? When I heard when I looked up who was directing Fallen Kingdom, I was like, no, that's that's kind of a cool choice. You know, I know he'd gotten some good uh, reviews critically for a Monster Calls, so I was uh, excited to see what he would do with uh, with the Jurassic franchise. How about you guys? What did you think? Uh, um, well, I think his directing is probably one of the best things about this new movie. Um, and I think I think that only happened because Trevorrow at the time was attached to Episode Nine, Star Wars. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm not too thrilled <laughs> that he'll be back in the next one. Um, I think he I think he's a big problem with this new set of movies um and well we were talking before we started about you know the producers frank marshall uh, i mean yeah I, I think he's got his own issues but i think trevorrow just is first of all the book of henry which came out last year is already like known as one of the worst mainstream movies of the decade you know just in Jurassic World, all the things that were really bad about it were was the writing, and it's him and his writer, his co-writer Derek Connolly. Um, and this definitely feels like I almost feel like Bayona is like I want to make a horror movie with dinosaurs, but he's constantly fighting this stupid, stupid script. Yeah, um, I, I I know what you mean because I don't know about you, but when I saw the trailers, I was like, all right, like. Unfortunately, I think the marketing w- was a problem, you know, with the whole, okay, the island's you know, <laughs> being exploded, and, like, then all of a sudden there's this, like, haunted house. I thought it was going to be, like, turning into, like, this haunted house thing with the dinosaur, which I thought was kind of an interesting concept, because it has that supernatural feel. And I thought it would have been a really interesting exercise, and again... Uh, I don't know how 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 far do we want to go with spoilers in this episode? Uh, well, we, yeah, we're we're going to get to spoilers, well, there, oh, okay. there, right. yeah, there'll so be a disclaimer. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, but like it kind of didn't go that direction in the end. I was like, I kind of wanted it to. Like when you see that scene in the trailer, where like you know the Indel Raptor kind of going into the little girl's room, it was just really creepy and it was really and it was a wonderful sequence. Although it kind of has its basis when we, when we get to it and like yeah. just a dumb, dumb <laughs> plot device. I mean, that made absolutely no yeah. sense. The worst, you know? the worst in the franchise, maybe. To be honest, I it's, it's right. been, There were some WTF moments in this movie. It was all like, right. Well, I mean, the, the this movie really doesn't make any sense. But so, um, <laughs> so I guess we'll we'll start with a plot synopsis, and then you know we'll we'll proceed to say why it doesn't make sense, and and kind of break things down. All right, so this is, I think, it's a three years after the last movie, and uh, we find Claire, this is the Bryce Dallas Howard character, speaking of which, 
the 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 care chris one thing we didn't mention when when i was kind of having you like rehash your like the the series you know and how you feel about it was the first three movies have likable relatable characters the characters in both of these are awful just you know it's i think without a doubt there's no supporting characters that are any good in any of these movies at all. And no. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think the writing is, is definitely weak with the leads. I think the character of Owen was a little bit more interesting and better in this movie. He felt a little I, bit more I think rounded. They, I think they paid attention to some of the criticism for yes. both of the lead characters, but they still aren't that interesting you know no, and, and, and and again two leads that I, I happen to really love i think both of them are fantastic actors and I, I always enjoy them uh in their respective roles in other projects but you know it, it's just like there's not many characters that you can really get into the only character that i say like i kind of enjoyed in this new film was i thought and again i'm usually i usually don't like the kid characters i always feel like they're pigeonholed and they're written in there but I thought she was actually pretty good until the <laughs> twist, which I thought was totally stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, the James Cromwell's character, because I just think he's a great actor. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, anyway, so, okay, so we meet back up with these characters three years later. Suddenly, Claire, I don't know, between movies, she had some kind of character arc that we didn't see and she is now a dinosaur rights activist so think you know animal yeah. rights groups which is a weird like I, I get it but it was just like <laughs> it doesn't make sense just... with what we know about that character I, oh, but you know no. okay I mean at this point you're like okay I don't really get that but whatever movie what else do you have to say well um, even do you think it was kind of interesting that you know there's that speech early on where she's like you know talking to the senator and like well, imagine a time before there were dinosaurs. Do you want to not have dinosaurs for future generation of kids to see in live person? And just like the line was just so hammy. Oh, and I stupid. rolled my eyes so hard. It's like, yes, most people grew up without. Di- didn't you grow up without dinosaurs? Like, <laughs> right. And it was just like it, it made absolutely no sense. And like it, there was there were so many moments in that movie like that. And I'm like, wow. Uh, you know, again, it's it's like you see that there's good directing at times in this movie, but it's again, it's this okay, big studio. We need to be the cookie cutter on 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 big budget films. You know, it's yeah. got to appease to everybody, and it's like it does that at such a price, and it's a disservice to the director and to the film. Yeah. Uh, so, so we find out James Cromwell is he's like Hammond's best friend who founded Jurassic Park with him. But for he, but you know, we never have seen or heard of him until the fifth movie in. So that's some, (laughs) that's some lazy retconning right there. Did you find it funny too, that the, the, when they're in his house and you're introduced to this character, he's got this big painting on the wall of John Hammond. And (laughs) next to John Hammond is a big painting of Mary Shelley. (laughs) Just so interesting. Yeah. How subtle movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> and and yeah, and he has Hammond's cane for some yep. reason. Which a, why does he have Hammond's cane? B, if it's not Hammond's cane, it's a I guess a similar cane. But why does he have a cane? He can't walk. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just for <laughs> so it can display. break later. In, in yeah. for impetus, that's why. Um. Anyway, and so 
there's this uh, guy named Mills who is, I guess, in charge of his, I guess, everything. And he is had he's trying to get these dinosaurs off of the island because it's going to explode because the morons who built it didn't realize there was an active volcano like two feet away from it um and so he recruits claire and then she's like oh i i need to find owen because you know he can talk to velociraptors and so she gets him in there uh using blue is like you know, the bait. She's like, oh, but you grew up with this Velociraptor who, by the way, I don't like that Velociraptors are just, like, dogs now. I miss the scary, you know, yep. if it makes eye contact with you, you're pretty much dead. I miss that. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Um, so, uh, they need Claire to go to the island to override the security system to activate the trackers and the dinosaurs why they need her to do it i don't know uh i'm sure there's plenty of other employees that survived including henry Wu, who he's the one that wants all this stuff anyway you know so i'm starting to break down why things don't make sense anyway so they go there conveniently because it's a movie the place starts erupting like five minutes later um and they're with a team of you know uh hunters and mercenaries to help them catch the dinosaurs and bring them home so we have our big action set pieces um and so we get the dinosaurs off the island, uh, there's like a good 20 to 30 minute stretch where nothing really happens and they're stuck on the boat and Blue needs a blood transfusion from a T-Rex, which don't even ask me how that makes any sense. <laughs> Biologically, I don't know if that would work. <laughs> um, so they get back and it turns out that Mills uh, wants to auction off the dinosaurs and make millions and millions of dollars and... Uh, our main characters have been tricked. Uh, they weren't actually saving them. They were bringing them into the black market. So a bunch of rich uh, stereotypes start bidding on the dinosaurs, which are selling for, like, really cheap. Like, a guy buys an Ankylosaurus for, like, $4 million. Like, Pretty it, good bargain, I guess. Yeah, it, co- it costs <laughs> more to make the CGI dinosaurs in this movie <laughs> than to buy a real dinosaur. Um and uh and so uh Owen and Claire are imprisoned why Mills doesn't just kill them I don't know um and yes it has been established that the granddaughter uh of Dr- James Cromwell has a granddaughter and the whole movie he's very sad that he misses his daughter and his granddaughter is always like do I look like my mom and all that stuff and then there's a stupid plot twist and a stupid ending that we'll get into. Uh, And that's really the nuts and bolts of the movie. Now, before, like, okay, so I don't know. I have so many notes on things that don't make sense that I almost don't even know where to start. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. We are introduced to the Indoraptor, which is basically a, a super raptor that we're told is the most dangerous dinosaur in the world ever and it can do all these things, but the movie never really shows us what it can do. I mean, say what you want about the Indominus Rex. At least we got to see it, like, 
camouflage itself and like do cool things. This is just a big raptor. Um, geez, a smiling I don't know. raptor. Don't forget. Don't forget that scene where the raptor smiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Should I just say the things that don't make sense? Should I just get it out of the way? Let's just do spoilers and get it over with. Okay. So first of all. So the idea is they need to go and save these dinosaurs so they can come back and sell them. But it's established that Henry Wu has a crazy mad scientist lab underneath uh, the mansion with a bunch of that stuff anyway. So why? Which you would kind of hear if you lived in the house above, you know, yeah, James Cromwell's yeah. car. You, you probably would hear people moving around. Maybe, yeah, you know? so they didn't even need to go to the island to get dinosaurs anyway, so that doesn't make any sense. And then um, he Mills specifically wants blue because the Indoraptor needs a uh, component of compassion or empathy, and uh, he's like, "Well, Owen trained this raptor, and you know it has like feelings and stuff. So we need blue's DNA." But like, okay, movie, that's not how DNA works. Like, if I want to clone Chris. Be, like if i if i have a human clone i'm not gonna be like hey i need to get chris because he's a nice guy like those are the, these are like trained behaviors they don't they're not part of dna uh right. i already mentioned the t-rex transfusion that doesn't make any sense um did you guys think the indoraptors like whole point was point like weird and didn't make any sense because he's like target triggered so you have to like you know, shine a a a. Like it was a, sound sensitive. I, I I get that it picked up on that stuff, and I, I was kind of okay with it. I just I kind of wanted to see more of him. I actually thought the Interraptor was pretty cool. I liked the look of him. Yeah, I didn't so much mind uh, the, mind it, the the creature. I just wish it did more. But what? But like yeah. so it, a, the like a um a gun mounted laser has to be like sh- shined onto the target. And then you have to press a button to like activate a sound, and then the Indoraptor will project onto you, and that's how he knows that's the target. But if you have to go through all that headache, why not just shine your la- laser pointer on someone and shoot them? Well, that that, but it's more fun to see a dinosaur tear them <laughs> apart. I guess you know. I mean, <laughs> come on, Kyle. <laughs> um, you know it's 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 weird too because like. The arc for um, uh, what's, uh, the the geneticist, I forget his name. Wu? The guy Wu, from the first yeah. one? Yeah. Doc, Dr. Wu is like, you know, it's literally the same. It even ends the same. It's the same kind of ending from the first movie. And I'm like, aren't we going to see Dino Riders yet? I mean, I, that, that's what I thought these sequels were going to like do. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just... <laughs> like I don't know that's just an, those are just some of the big things that just don't make any sense in this um but yeah like and Mills like what was his plan when he brought all the dinosaurs back was he always going to just kill James Cromwell or was he going to be like oh uh, I forgot to tell you I'm going to sell all these in your mansion right so um yeah I just there's just a lot of see this is the kind of thing where like see we i said the same i point out the same kind of stuff in pacific rim uprising and people are like well why don't you just learn to turn your brain off and have fun and it's like that only goes so far the first jurassic park didn't need to write 
a, a script like an idiot. The second one didn't even have to. Like, no. I, there is a way to make these movies. I, I, like, proofread this. Add some scenes in. I mean, that explain the why. Why are we going to find dinosaurs when we have a DNA lab in the basement? I mean, I just feel like that's in. Chris, you kind of brought up that, like, I don't know. There's a lot of movies these days that don't really seem to care so much about the storytelling, and it's just going from set piece to set piece to set piece, and you can do oh, yeah. that without being so stupid. And I, I just feel like it's honestly... Well, it's kind of like what you said. This is a disservice to this director. I mean, to hand him a script like this and say like oh yeah here here's your jurassic park movie because there's no reason that it has to be this stupid at all i don't understand it and so i mean i'm sure kids love it and i'm sure they're gonna make up a huge portion of the box office and ensure that they're gonna keep making these but you can you can guarantee that kind of success without without resorting to such sloppiness even even the ending is a perfect example. It's like, you know, again, spoiler warning, you know, when we find out the plot twist with the girl and then she's like, no, let the dinosaurs be free. And like, <laughs> like unleashes chaos into the world. We're like, OK, people are going to like you, you, you've unleashed, you know, carnivores and herbivores. All types of dinosaurs are like going wild. And it's like, and how did a brontosaurus fit in a house like that? It makes you kind of wonder. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, so, okay, so, yeah, we'll, we'll just, because we've tap-danced around it. So, the twist at the end is that uh, Cromwell's granddaughter is not actually a granddaughter. It's uh, the clone of his daughter that he's missed so much. So, right there, I mean, this, even for Jurassic Park, that's, like, a blindside of WTF, and... Right, and, and again, that's the whole thing of why him and... Uh john hammond had their falling out because in the beginning you hear a little bit about like oh you know they used to work together and they were so close but you know yeah and so okay i mean sure it's that's a big leap even for this franchise but it's really just not there's no real the only reason it exists is because our main characters finally at the end of the movie come to their senses and realize yeah, introducing these things into the ecosystem would A, get a lot of people killed, and B, would upset the natural order of nature, which is what Ian Malcolm has been saying since the first one, and Jeff Goldblum is shoehorned into this as a cameo to really explain the movie to us. And, right. and he's and, the and, only moral and ethical person in the entire movie, and like that's kind of the point of the Jurassic films, is that question. yeah. And, we, and, by, and, and by the way, like Jeff this. Goldblum looks really uncomfortable, like he doesn't <laughs> want to, he looks miserable, like he looks like someone's off camera, like holding him at gunpoint, <laughs> almost. He he does not look very, like... No, I mean, when they first announced he was going to be in it, I was hoping he was going to be an integral part of the plot, you know, but it seems that it's just... Yeah, yeah. this is a, this, he was... This was an easy paycheck for him, and he was like, you know, man, this is the best you could give me? Fine, I guess I'll do it, whatever. Um, and and so, yeah, our characters finally come to their senses, and then the little girl 
pushes this button to release all the dinosaurs because otherwise they're gonna like get killed by a gas leak or something and she's like oh but they have the right to live just like me and it's like get it because they're both clones and you almost like wonder i heard i heard another review point this out like do you think it's almost like our main characters were going to do that and they were someone in a board meeting or something was like Wait, our our heroes can't make that decision. Like, oh well, if it's a little girl, no one will be mad at that, uh, mad about it. And right, it, just... it was so it was it was shoehorned in there terribly. And and, and again, and not to get into the, the ethics of of cloning itself, but it, it it almost seems to be pro human cloning in a way. That kind of like what it appears to be, and it's kind of like that's kind of I don't know, that's a good idea, you know. And it's like haven't you know. We're going to keep, and again, the whole plot of like, oh, we're going to keep cloning all these new dinosaurs. Like, isn't there like five movies that are four movies that previously say that's a bad idea? You yeah. know, it's just, it, it really, it takes the tone of the series in a really weird spot because it's like the point of all these films is to say that it's, you know, playing God and, and, and creating things that you cannot control, but you're trying to. It's a very dangerous and slippery slope. Um, and I think the ending of this movie is like, oh, it's all right, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really bizarre. And, okay, what's a way they, they could have, like... I mean, they, they could have even focused more time on that. Like, like I mentioned, it's like between... The time between when they get off the island and get back is like... I don't know, I wasn't counting, but it seems like there's a lot... The whole stuff with the T-Rex, blood fr- transfusion and stuff, like... Honestly, that doesn't need to be there. A, it's stupid, and B, like, uh, use that time to develop all these other ideas that you have going on. Don't just throw them at us and be like, oh, plot twist, everything's weird now. Like, (laughs) yeah, I agree. And, like, one of the things that I was really interested in with this movie is a lot of the new species of dinosaurs that we have not seen previously, Carnotaur you know, um, the Allosaurus, you know, it's just, it was really cool to see them in the trip. Like, I wish they would have put a little more focus on them again, to make it fresh, to make something interject something new to the series. And, you know, they didn't have too much, you know, I mean, the, the scene with the Baryonyx is like chasing them. It was, it was really cool seeing something new and, and, and different, yeah. but it ultimately doesn't go anywhere. Cause it's like, you know, um, I don't know about you guys, but didn't you feel like you were watching the lost world? Again, on a lot of levels. Oh, yeah, because, especially, like, they have, um, you know, the the hunters, and, you know, the, they get into the ethics of, like, you know, who owns the dinosaurs, and, yeah, I mean, that's all stuff that we've been through at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like they're almost, like, re- trying to remake in order the previous trilogy, you know? Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, that's... And I have the same kind of thoughts about, like, the new Star Wars movies. Like, oh, I 100% agree. And it's like, what's the point of... Franchises like that are, are powerhouses enough, and I think people remember them pretty well. There's no reason to rehash the same story. Just do something new. Yeah, Take no, it in a I, different direction, you know? Yeah, I, There's no reason to say, oh, we need to remind audiences. No, you want to remind yeah, audiences? Oh, my God. Whatever. Oh, my God. Guys, the yeah. word... The, Another part, something that like that, that was like, oh, here's a stupid nostalgia thing that had me, like, groaning. 
was when they first get to the island and they literally attempt to recreate that Brachiosaurus scene from the first movie. Like, remember they stop and they get out of the Jeep and they look up at it and the the vet is like, oh my god, I've never seen one. It's like, oh That and the elevator scene. Yeah, so like when they kill the same dinosaur later to try to make you cry as it's walking hopelessly to the edge of the cliff and getting shrouded in volcanic ash. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Pratt's character can run through and not die. That I'll, even when I saw that in the trailer, I'm like, he would. And again, I'm not a science person, but, but like that, you would be syringed in. There's no way you would survive that. You know? Did, did you like when uh, Chris Pratt's laying? First of all, he's been trained with animal tranquilizers meant for dinosaurs, and he wakes himself up like one body part at a time. Yeah, like he has to like untwist himself out of a pretzel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Bob and, and like speaking of which, did you notice what was in the background of that scene? The original Jeep. Yeah, upside down. It's still upside down, and I mean that's not as bad as that Brachiosaurus thing. That's more of I don't know. That's kind of like oh, it's still there, haha. But. Man, no, I'm with you that they got to stop reminding people of that. That All that makes me think is, you know what? I could be at home watching Jurassic Park right now. I, I don't need to be watching this right now. That, But yeah, the Brachiosaurus one was the probably the worst offender. And I was just like, oh, God. See, I thought that in the elevator scene when the Indoraptor and she's trying to run like mm-hmm. from the first scene and the, when they close the hatch and the Velociraptors. It was like the same exact scene. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, like, stop doing new. that. You guys notice they took the ending, the pro- what, well, the proposed ending from the first film with the T Rex helicopter thing, and then they just integrated it for the beginning this time. Yeah, he's, he's chasing the the helicopter, and instead of biting the the helicopter's leg as they planned, he he grabs the um, the ladder that they're trying to save that guy, which is a cool sequence. I thought the opening was great. I mean, the, the there was a ferocious effect of the dinosaurs. You felt really threatened. There was a lot of tension. Yeah. I love the Mosasaur, too. Yeah, and, like, that's the whole thing, too. Like, we see in the beginning of the film that they're getting the skeleton of the Indominus Rex, but then the sub that's extracting it gets eaten by the Mosasaur, and then the guy that was opening the hatch to let them into the pool, and the Mosasaur, you see it go out, you know? Hey... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so why when they're like yeah the mosasaurus is half indominus and half raptor isn't the indominus already half raptor i mean the indoraptor you said whatever mosasaur. yeah whatever whatever these <laughs> stupid things are called but <laughs> but yeah it's already part raptor so what do they need more raptor for Man, like more cowbell i guess i don't know, you know? <laughs> the, the movie to me feels so like it's just totally inconsistent the first half's action adventure and then you get the, the horror element and the horror element is pretty it's pretty interesting but when you couple those two things together it feels there's there seems like such a disconnect there for me at least and it just i don't know yeah. it didn't really work it kind of felt like uh, thor ragnarok but like a worse offender yeah well i don't know i thor was thor was good bad, though that. well that's yeah. the other thing thor is a good movie but i mean like you have the all the planet hulk stuff and then you have the stuff on asgard and they're very different, and then you have the action adventure, Chris Pratt rolling through lava thing, being a total just idiot the entire time, and then you get this horror thing where this raptor's crawling on top of a building and scratching things, and they made a point to show the Indoraptor's claws tapping on things every five seconds. Yep. You know what I was asking Matt earlier today was, so all the dinosaurs have these trackers in them, 
So when they they're loose at the end of the movie, really realistically, how hard would it be to just reactivate those trackers and find them again? Well, then you won't have a third movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, well, we'll get into I guess that ending and where we think the third movie should go um, in a minute, um, but. Let's talk about um, why. What What did you guys think of the new supporting characters? Did you like uh, any of them? <laughs> I thought that Zia was okay. Like she wasn't useless. Although the subplot with the T Rex and stuff, as you mentioned, was totally pointless. Yeah, but she's like, okay. Yeah. I want to know how you become a, a dinosaur vet without actually having any experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any experience with dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think most, uh, pretty much all the supporting cast is pretty awful. I mean, again, uh, I hated the so, computer guy. Oh my god, Bradley, there's always got to be that. Oh, I'm going to scream for no reason, character. Oh, I'll be the comic relief. Isn't it great? No, you're obnoxious. He's like, the yeah. worst of all those types you just mentioned rolled into one. And the character doesn't make sense either because, like, he's afraid to go on a plane. How did they get him to agree to go to an island full of dinosaurs? I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I thought some of the villainous characters weren't that bad, but I think, you know, the. Yeah, they're, they're fun. Like, okay. Toby Jones is always fun, and those, yeah. like, you know. You know Ted, Ted Levine was fun to yeah. you know, see him as the bad guy, you know? Did you like how he tried to tranquilize the, the Indoraptor and he didn't even check to make sure it was. Like down before he just opened the cage and got in it. <laughs> I, know. I know that part had me laughing. You know, and again, it was cool seeing them put some, you know, a little bit of character spin on the raptor. Although I don't know if a dinosaur had the ability to smile. You know, I don't know if we'll ever know that question. But it's like it was the weird scene of him playing dead. And he's kind of like smiling at them. Yeah, that was, it got that a was, lot of laughs. I mean, that was people, bizarre. People enjoyed it because you knew it was going to happen. But ah, I don't know. It there needs to be better, better characters. It's like you know. I would love to see the next one. Bring back, bring back the original cast. And like, I always thought Laura. We owe Laura Dern a movie now. I think so. I think so. I mean, she was in Last Jedi recently. But, yeah, um, and it, yeah. I mean, she's she was in that. She's, she's a great actress. Twin Pe- you know, yeah, she was on Twin Peaks. Movie. She was great. You know. There's another show she was in um, that I think is pretty popular. But yeah, no, she's always good. And I mean. They brought her back a little bit for three, but, you know, we had the Malcolm movie, we had the Grant movie, we should get the Ellie movie. Or bring them all I, back and, you know, remind us what good characters are. True. I don't, like, I like James Cromwell, but I do feel like this was just, like... Paycheck. Uh, yeah, he didn't even have to get up. And then, um... <laughs> his assistant was, that's actually, I think, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter... You know, I thought that because the, the the name I read and in the credits, and I was like, ah, that's yeah, a, you know, that's kind of cool. Actually. That's another like weird character though, because uh, Mills you know, like purpose. Mills tells her like, yeah, like he's dead, so you know, this is mine now, and she's just kind of like, okay, and then like leaves. <laughs> I mean, and there's the whole cliche of, oh, the dying person, let's kill them by suffocating them with a pillow, which is. You know, it's like, come on, you know, really? You know, you know you got a, a person doing some shady shit. Like, you're not going to call for any kind of backup? You're just going to, like, give them a stern talking when you can't walk around in the room? What do you expect to happen, you know? <laughs> um, 
I think it's kind of silly that uh, this kind of ties into what I was saying about the Raptors being like these lovable, like, you know, dogs now is the T-Rex is kind of like, there's a lot of hero worship of the T-Rex. And again, it's like, that makes it so it's not scary anymore. And like the, and and it's the the same T-Rex that we saw like terrorize people is now like, when it shows up, it's like it's doing something heroic, and it's getting this like big applause, and and I think it's kind of an overcorrection to how people reacted to the Spinosaurus killing the T Rex in the third movie. In the last movie, that was cool because you know he actually had a prolonged battle with another another dinosaur, but in this, it's like yeah, he just kind of gets the last laugh on the bad guys, and it's it's like. I don't know. I just think that's so goofy that they've kind of made that the like face of this franchise or like the hero of this franchise is the T-Rex. Yeah, I agree. You take the threat out of him entirely and it's a shame. And I mean, again, I, 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 I did like the Spinosaurus. I know he gets a lot of flack and people don't, don't like that, but I think the dinosaur was cool. But, and again, the same degree that the Indominus was and the Indoraptor. But, you know, I understand you, you want to have something new and fresh, but, you know, don't reduce the original to something that's, you know, it clearly isn't. You know, it should still be a, as much of a threat. I mean, it's a predator for crying out loud. I mean, the, the same with, like, at the end, like, him and the Carnotaur is almost like, okay, it's cool, let's just hang out. You know, like, when they they kind of share the villain, you know? Yeah. Which is also <laughs> like the Lost World, you know? Right, right, yeah. And then, uh... I don't know. I I do agree with Matt that the tone is kind of. See, I'm okay with to- like from the first act is more of an action adventure, then the last act is more horror, and that's fine. But in that, and I don't even mind that. But like in that horror at last act, there's parts that kind of like are just too silly. Like they have um the the Pachycephalosaurus, or I guess like whatever dinosaur is the smaller version of that that they used to break yeah. out. Like, there's a part where it runs into the wall, and it literally, like, looks in the camera and, like, shakes its head like a Looney Tunes thing, almost like it should have, like, the little Tweety Birds and stars around its yeah. head. And it's like, what am I really watching here? Um, I, I I agree. And it kind of would have been more fun, I think, if that dinosaur would have, like, broken them all out somehow, like, broke the wall down. Like, just having the kid, like, just open up and just be like, yeah, sure, roam free. Okay, that's a great idea, you know? Yeah. It was just... Stuff like that was stupid. It, you know, I think life should have found a better way. You know? yeah. That's just my opinion. I, I just wish they were more consistent within, like, okay, you're telling me you need to go and get these dinosaurs, and the real reason is you want to sell them, but we know that you have been experimenting with the Indominus and Raptor DNA, and there's a lab of dinosaur crap in the basement, that doesn't make any sense. Like, okay, even little things like they say the Velociraptors, and I'm assuming by proxy the Indoraptor, can smell a human like a hundred feet away, but like it's wandering around this mansion and people are like hiding in the corner and it doesn't know where they are. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that that really there's no excuse for. And it just is cheap writing and it's, I don't know, I, I do well, feel like. This franchise don't, is better than this. Don't forget, if there's a dinosaur in your house, Bird, the first thing you better do is go in your room, hide under the covers, and lock the door. <laughs> it will not break in, you know? 
<laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was just so stupid. I was like, really? Like when I saw that scene in the trailer, I was like, all right, it's cool. It's a, and it's a, it's a great sequence, but how it fits into the plot, it's ludicrous. It's it's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. There's you're you're dead on there. Um, I, I think for me the the biggest issue in the film is something we kind of talked about, which is the twist because. They, they keep dropping hints about it throughout the movie, and they try to make it out to this big thing. But the real issue is there's no real implication as to if it's good or bad and, and how it's going to play out long term. You know, the, the girl is strictly there as a means to an end to free the dinosaurs. That's really what she's there for. And her reason is because she is a clone. And it just feels so cheap. And, and Bird, you already mentioned, talked about it, but, like, Jurassic Park actually had moral and ethical implications. And, and this cheaps out on them so much that by the end of the movie i i don't know it, it was just it, it's dumb it's really dumb it's tone deaf and you know one thing too about this film is if you're gonna be stupid and silly like why not just go for it make the stupidest movie do what rampage did and just make the dumbest movie you can because at least i i had a ton of fun watching rampage for this movie they play a lot of stuff kind of they, they try to play it straight and it just really falls flat in my opinion well, it's kind of like the previous uh, entry. It's like it, it played it very safe to just fill the niche, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get movies like that. They play it safe. They make a lot of money. And again, people go see it. But I think a lot of people saw the first two Jurassic Parks and had no problem with it. And it clearly shattered records. So it's, you know, it, it's possible to do it. It's just studios don't want to do it. They want safe. Well, you know, and the one thing, I don't know, it, it, it's like. Uh, there's one scene that I think is decently written, and that's when Mills uh, is talking to Claire and Owen outside of their cell that he has them locked up in, and he's he's essentially saying, like, how can you lecture me on exploiting dinosaurs uh you know one of you literally trained these things you didn't think train these things for combat you didn't think someone was gonna try and weaponize it and you know he's like you know claire you were like on the board of directors and made all these decisions and you know you helped create the most bloodthirsty dinosaur that ever exist you know you guys are no better than me and it's like oh okay movie like you're actually proposing that there is a gray area here and you know uh you are like asking the audience uh moral questions here and then yeah at the end I guess them deciding not to free the dinosaurs is kind of like, okay, this is the character's redemption from that, but it, it it's not enough in my eyes. And I think if the movie wasn't, like Chris keeps saying, playing it so safe, it would like if the movie was more comfortable in saying, like, yeah, these heroes are flawed, they've made bad choices, and, you know, we want to examine the repercussions of them, that would have been great, but it's just kind of dropped, and then everything is kind of the little girl's decision is what the end of the movie hinges on. And, you know, why not explore that gray area a little bit more? Like, why not, I don't know, why not, why not write it in a way that's interesting to think about, you know? But yeah, they want that safe, nothing, nothing can be thought about for more than five seconds kind of writing. And that, and this is, it's what I hate in these big movies. I, I agree with you, Bird, and I, and I think the problem is to it. I think it's just an accepted thing with the ending, like, oh, yeah, she did a great thing. And it's like, 
well, no, she didn't do a very good thing. You know what I mean? Because think about all, all the implications that unleashing, you know, dozens of species of dinosaurs into the natural world will have. You know, it's just it's. I think it's it's dumbing down its audience and it's just asking them to accept something that's clearly a piss poor decision. Yeah, you know? I don't even know if the, how the movie wants me to feel about it. Like, should right, I be ha- it, like it, what? Should I be happy it, about this? Should, like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they're asking the audience to be accepting of it, but it's you're, you're asking the audience to be accepting of a lot of things, and you know that's kind of pulling the wool over their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's it's kind of it is a disservice. And I, and again, I think ha- missing that component of you know Michael Crichton and 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 the scientific uh, and and moral questions behind the early films, and it's sadly missing in these in this new entry. Yeah. Um, and you know i've been begging this franchise because i like i've always wanted like a dinosaurs attacks movie like if you remember the old trading cards and so i've always been begging this series like hey do dinosaurs just invading and wiping out you know uh the mainlands and the ending of this does like get there but it's like okay knowing that these guys are writing and trevorrow's back directing the next one it's like man this is gonna be some dumb dumb stuff going like it's like i can't be excited about it it's what i've i've wanted to see for a long time and it's like you know it's just it's, it's just gonna be dumb um, well i think that's that's the problem now it's let's do it where it's the least amount of effort and it can make the most amount of profits and I, and again uh you know there was some great sequences uh was some exciting moments in this movie. and again you've seen guys on the screen and, it, and it's a great thing and i for us nerds you know we get a kick out of it we, we have fun so I, I mean we've been really negative so let's i mean let's let's take some time to talk about the things that we liked now i will go to bat for Bayona, I thought he directed the hell out of it. You can tell that he is really more interested in the horror aspect. Yep, that opening and he's not allowed, I feel like, to fully explore yeah, that. That's the problem. That opening yeah. scene really flexed that muscle, and then um, the dinosaurs loose in the mansion. I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, it does kind of have like an asylum sci-fi movie bent to it, just because it's all like, okay, we're all in one location. But I thought it was a fun setting. Um, and it's one of the few things that, you know, is like, oh, I've never seen that before. And, you know, when he essentially makes it a haunted house movie at the end, he really, you really do get to see how good this director is with atmosphere and spooky kind of gothic um, lighting and, and stuff well, like and he that. He builds attention pretty good, too. I think he was... Yeah. Yeah, no, the the dinosaurs running, going crazy in like a gothic castle was was really cool i i had a lot of fun with that and um that's probably my favorite thing about the movie is when when it does go into that full you know haunted house kind of gothic horror feel um uh and then geez i don't know what else to say i wasn't too big a fan of the volcano stuff i i don't know i thought it was just kind of silly and it just it was it was a convenient plot. Yeah. And device. it just it just has that, you know, post nineties kind of 
feel to it, you know, or we're just running away from explosions and and uh you know, I, I wasn't too into that, but the the stuff during the last act is as dumb as it got. I I had a lot of fun with. Yeah, I mean, I think cinematography wise, it was it was strong. Um, there was certainly some really cool sequences. Um, again, I, I I'm a big fan of Michael Giacchino, so I think he's a he's a great you know shoe in. Uh, you know, not having John Williams score the film, but uh, he does a great job, and he recycles a lot of previous themes from the other film, which I, I liked his Jurassic World score quite a bit. Um, and I get a good atmosphere in the movie. Yeah. I think better atmosphere and, and a a less popcorn tone than his predecessor, and I, I appreciated that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, the this director will be missed when we have to deal with the the next one. Um, it could always be worse. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, always that, have Michael Bay doing the yeah, next one. Yeah, Brett Ratner. <laughs> so. They're becoming progressively more Michael Bay-ish as the series moves along, I think. Yeah. Um, and, well, I, 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 a lot of people are talking about this. Uh, <laughs> Matt and I were talking earlier. A lot of people are talking about this uh, Brachiosaurus get, that gets left behind and incinerated. <laughs> you know, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was an effective scene. I thought it was, it was a little sad and, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was disturbing I, 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 on some level. I, I'm yeah. not going to lie. I laughed. <laughs> Especially when, no, no well, it's just no. you know they start playing the the slow, sad version of the Jurassic Park theme, and it just kind of hokey to me. I, <laughs> but no, I mean I don't know with this. I don't know. It's kind of a bummer that this next trilogy that we're in or is it's made by morons i don't know what else to say i mean it i mean it's apparent the problem is the the scripts are just bad and you know they they feel just below the standard for what this series was and i mean they they need to get some better characters in here first of all and i i i agree i mean i think that's part of the problem is there's never been in both films any good supporting yeah. characters you know and and with the leads i mean i give this movie credit for you know it dials down um you know a lot of the you know the the the, the more sexist aspects of owen and claire and i appreciate that you know it, it does sound like they really listened and took some of that criticism to heart but i mean they're still just kind of boring kind of ciphers and you know you, you you think back to you know malcolm or alan grant or hell even um william h macy and taylor leone in the third movie and you know you are kind of missing more of that every man in above their heads you know mm-hmm. feel that these that made those characters so so interesting uh, and, and you bring up a, a good point with that because I, I think the problem is is styles and filmmaking have changed and audience expectations, you know, Jurassic park three, you know, came out in 2001 and it's like the way films were made then. And, and now it's, it's, it's different even, you know, even with regard to the use of, and again, I'm very happy that they used a lot more practical effects in this movie. You know I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, they there's, were there's, noticeable. there's, I mean, the last movie only had one, but this had what, maybe like, Three or four. Yeah, you oh. know, there was, I think, I think there was a Indoraptor, a T-Rex, and there was a Practical Blue, I and think. The st- there was a Practical Stag at one point, too, yeah. you know? It's a little more, but it's still not as much as I would have liked. No, I mean, I, I, 
I, I think the problem is, is they're like, okay, we'll let you do it a little bit. They, st- they just want to do things digitally because it's a control aspect, you know? Yeah. Did you notice, too, that the house was digital? <laughs> the mansion was all, like, CG? No. Yeah, I noticed that right away when I saw it. It was, it was, it was, was kind of, like, tacky, yeah. It was not very good, you know? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I think overall it's a better step from Jurassic World, but just with really blatantly dumber yeah i'm i the idea of where the next one's going is exciting but it's just i know i like at this point we're two movies in i know what i'm getting into with the next one and it's just i can just hope that it'll be fun and i mean let's just as long like geez can the script be a little less sloppy this time you know that's you know, all I, I, ask. I think of something like um for example look at the planet of the apes trilogy that they just did recently like oh, that's a they're perfect amazing. example <laughs> of how you can do a serious tone movie that has a lot to digest a lot to dissect and they're good they're entertaining they're thought-provoking mm-hmm. i wish you, i can see that with more of these films you know yeah, and I, that that's the kind of those movies, those apes movies are kind of the the type of sci-fi that I think this should be going for a little more, a little more serious. Yeah. I, I I like a little more uh, direct. You know, let's not like make everything a joke. You know, like again, you can have lighthearted moments, but uh, I, I tend to like a more serious approach to things like that. You know, yeah. Um. No, I mean it's just you. I look at the 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 holes in the script and everything, and none of it seems like anything that's excusable. Other than it seems like they just weren't. They it seems like they didn't care. Like there was an inter, some guy from Warner Brothers just came out talking about the DC movies, and he was like, you know what? After like five movies, we realized that people are gonna like them more if we just make them good. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> No kidding. And he was like, you know, we can't just, we can't hide it anymore. We have to make them good. And I was like, yeah, you should have been doing that to begin with, you know? (laughs) And I I do think that on some level, there's a cynical side to some of these big movies where they know if they slap Jurassic Park or Star Wars or whatever onto something that people will come and get it. And I think that, you know, at that point, you know, you're not doing much to keep the actual quality up. And I think that that's something that is important. I agree. But it's so just our... them taking time. <sighs> you're going to be what? How are we going to, how are we going to rate this? Are we to the rating part of this yet? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, we, we tried to say as much nice stuff as we could, but I think overall it's, it's a fun movie. Uh, I encourage people to see it. Uh, it it's, it's not the worst way to kill two hours, um, and it's not the it's not the worst film I don't think yeah. I've seen this year. Oh no, I I liked it more than like Solo, for instance. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I I mean the, I will say I wasn't the it, in the middle. I was getting kind of bored, but at the end of the day, it was a time waster. That it was, was quick. It, it was yeah, it was it was it was entertaining for the most part. That being said. I don't know if it's something I'll watch again. You know, I mean, I can give it credit for holding my attention the one time, but I, I don't know if it's something that I would revisit later. I don't know if I it's... pick it up like yeah. Black Friday sale. You know? Yeah, yeah. If if you are gonna <laughs> like five dollars on Black Friday is the only way. But 
yeah, it's it's not something that I would I would I I don't I think I would revisit. So, um, I mean, I kind of have to weigh the entertainment factor with just how frustrating the storytelling is, and uh, I'm. And see, the thing is, like, I, I'm, I know I can't keep just giving a movie brownie points for having cool dinosaurs. Like, that's the, when you have a dinosaur movie, that's the easiest thing to do is have <laughs> cool dinosaur stuff. So it's like, after watching all these, this whole franchise within the last like week and a half, I'm kind of done doing that. It's like, okay, you got to do something more at some point. So uh, it might be a little harsh, but I'm gonna give this one point five. Um, pointless clone girls out of five. <laughs> How are you feeling about it, Chris? I would give it... I'll be a little generous. I'll give it three and a half clone girls. That's pretty generous. I take it this is that's purely an entertainment value. <laughs> I, would, I would say so, yeah. I would okay. say so. That's fair. All right, Matt... Uh, I'm a bird. I'm I'm at a 1.5. I don't. I, I can live and never watch this movie again and be fine with it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to buy it or not again. Maybe a, a Black Friday spend two dollars on it kind of thing. Honestly, it, I think watching the other ones kind of like ruined this one more because like when we did our last episode, like for three and for World, like I said a whole bunch of times, like yeah, it's not that good, but the dinosaur stuff is cool. Yeah, it's not that good, but the dinosaur stuff is cool, and it's like I. I I this movie's stupidity has just had me I can't, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm <laughs> the dinosaur stuff being cool is the easiest thing that these filmmakers have to do. You got to do something else. So, you know, maybe in a, maybe if I wasn't so feeling so like burnt about it, I would do like a 2 or a 2 and a half, but yeah, it's it's a 1 and a half right now. I can't I can't keep doing that. No, I hear you, but I mean, I think out of all the films this is the most blatantly stupid like where it's glaringly stupid you know yeah no i i think three is a better movie but i think i would rather watch this one than three but you know i mean i'm i I don't have the soft spot for three that you do but but yeah i this is definitely the dumbest one by like by and far the dumbest one three might be a better made movie this uh, had better high points for me but i think this is honestly dumber than three in a lot of ways yeah it's du- yeah this is the dumbest one Ugh. i think the other one just uh, i think the where the, the stupidity factor between three and this one is, is at least the three like you're just, it's concentrated like it's it's one location you know where you're gonna be this is it you know with this one it kind of flip-flops a lot of places and just you know it's it's glaringly like hey we're gonna do something stupid you know yeah and you just gotta accept it you know and like I, there was a lot of like the people I saw. There was a lot of like eye rolling here and there. That was like, oh, really? They had to go there? Like, ah, oh, it's stupid, you know. But again, it was a it was a fun two hour ride, and you know. <sighs> all right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that's all we have, really. Any no, last a, words? Uh, always fun discussing movies with you guys, and. Uh, yeah, thanks again. This was a, a good time, and thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, we get a better Jurassic sequel, but yeah, I don't so. have high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, it's a Jurassic world. We just live in it.
exactly. Life, uh, life only finds a way. <laughs> Hopefully, this franchise will find a way after this. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think you guys have your your hopes way too high. <laughs> I, I bring back Spielberg. Uh, yes, please. Jurassic World Fallen franchise. Well, I guess the box <laughs> office begs to differ, but the kids will love it, though. That is true. I think kids are gonna go nuts for this. All right. Uh, so. Thanks for listening, and uh, later, everybody.